they're only gonna be this little mm-hmm. you know for that long like however old yeah. they are today like they're gonna be older tomorrow yes and that, he that is done. he needs me right now in a way that it's not always gonna be like that yeah and so maybe it requires me giving more of myself mm-hmm. than I want to sometimes but this is temporary something that really stuck out to me like one of the like, aha moments is when she was like if you're past 26 and you're still holding on to the pain your parents caused you yeah. that's on you yeah. like you need to let that go you're letting that still exist you're the one that's holding on to that welcome to somos padres a podcast dedicated to all things parenting relationships and life we are your hosts, Paolo and Yesenia. Thanks for joining us as we reflect on our parenting experiences, share information, and lift up the voices of other fathers. Hi, and welcome to episode number 10. In this week's episode, we continue our conversation with Betsy and Josh, the founders of Burning New Creative and the proud parents of their four-year-old son, James, and Josh's 11-year-old daughter, Mia. During our conversation, it turns that we talked about the Evolve Conference that we all attended in September. We talked about what Betsy and Josh knew about conscious parenting before the conference, their key takeaways, and what has shifted for them since. If you haven't listened to our previous episode, we definitely recommend you go back and listen to the first half. In that first half of the conversation, We talked about how they were raised, their parenting philosophy, and so much more. Also, stay tuned for a special announcement at the end of the episode. So let's get started with the interview. I want to take us now to talk about Evolve and conscious parenting, and and that's ultimately um, kind of what drew us together um, for today. So let's talk about that. What did you know about conscious parenting before Evolve? Um, you were actually the person who first talked to me about Dr. Shafali. Really? Yes. That is funny. I so, did not know that. So I immediately <laughs> like looked her up and I was like, I love this. This is my jam. This is, this when is. did I tell you about conscious When we ran into each other at the children's the hair, haircut place. The haircut? Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so um, I think I had heard the name, but uh-huh. I hadn't, I, maybe I had heard of the book, but I hadn't mm-hmm. really looked into it too much. And so that's when I first like read some of the materials and watched some of her videos. And I thought this is really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really seemed to me to fall in line with my existing yeah. thoughts and views on, on parenting and how parenting should be. And I think I'm somebody who's, who's very much into, you know, personal development and kind of exploring the underlying reasons of why we do the things we do. Um, and so I feel like that's very much in alignment with, with her teachings and her, yeah. how she talks about this. So I was super excited to, and then you were actually the one who told me about the conference. I didn't oh know. my God. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, and then we were talking about it and then, um, there's a great, what was the name of the podcast she was, she did? School of Greatness. The School of, the greatness. School of, school of greatness. greatness. She has a great episode that I, I really recommend to, yes. to listeners. Um, if you if you're not familiar with her, yes. I think that's a great primer. It's amazing. Um, it's great, um, amazing and I think one. even if you're not a parent, I think it's super useful. Like I've told my friends about her who don't have kids because I'm yeah. like, listen to her because I think as you're preparing on this journey for parenthood, or even if you're never going to be a parent, mm-hmm. just kind of analyzing yourself in that way is so valuable because you start learning the underlying reasons of why you do the things you do. Yes. Because I think sometimes we say, oh, this is just the way I am. Yeah. But it's like, 
Mm, well, no, do no. you? Is there an underlying reason why you eat Big Macs every time you're upset? That's what I do. Right. <laughs> Not like calling anyone out. But like I think like to me that work is so, so important. And yeah. like it's like a never ending journey to mm-hmm. learning more and kind of peeling the layers of ourselves. Yes. Um and being a parent, like obviously that that journey becomes even more important. And you know, having a special needs child, I feel like I feel like as parents we all have to step up. Right. But I've had to step up in different ways in ways that i didn't have to anticipate because i think all children are unpredictable and i i think kind of learning more about james um and being on this journey of advocating for him with doctors and with therapists and kind of getting into that world i think it has like propelled me to be better and Mm -hmm a lot of this self-development, personal development work I've been doing prepared me for some of this and to keep kind of the right attitude um, as we were going through this and not let this be something that completely defeats me or, you know, makes me feel disappointed about being a parent. Mm -hmm. So you had read, um, well, you had watched her videos. Had you read any of her books yet or Uh -uh. no? No. No. Okay. So you really... I just read like excerpts and listened to some interviews and I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't read the book yet. Okay. Josh, what did you know about conscious conscious parenting parenting before you went to Um, I didn't really know anything about it. I I mean, (laughs) but, but everything she was talking about, I was totally in line with, you know, like Mm -hmm. I definitely had to evolve and become more present and my interactions with James, with Mia, in, in an elevated way, even so much more with James, because I had to understand that, you know, I, I had to figure out the ways, figure out how he needed me to communi- communicate with him. I needed to be present. Like, it's not okay for me to be on my phone in front of my son, mm-hmm. you know, because every interaction I have with him, for, like, is very vital. Mm-hmm. I think I think any interaction, like, with any child is vital, but, you know, with James and and with his um, with his autism, it's just there's always an opportunity to uh, teach to teach uh-huh. and to help him, you know. And even so much too with my uh, with with Mia, especially now, like she's in a, she's in middle school right now, and like that's those are the years. That's scary, years. man. Yeah. Middle school was yeah. freaking nuts. There so, should be a middle. There should be elementary, then a pre middle school. <laughs> then middle school because middle I school we is should nuts. just homeschool for middle school because well, I, yeah. I like terrible yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this, yeah when she said oh, I'm gonna some no. homeschool for middle school I was like that's not a bad idea no I hear horrible stories from my uh, from my students yeah, yeah. for sure yeah. about middle school it's um, crazy and it's crazy so I find this so interesting you guys didn't really know a lot about her mm-hmm. this was um, our second Evolve conference so it was interesting to go into it having read the books mm-hmm. having I mean, we even saw her at um, the Super Soul Sessions. We were there to, you know, um, and then now to do Evolve this second time. So it was really cool to go through it the second time. I totally got something different this second time around than the first time. Um, But I'll throw out this question. Did you guys think it was going to be about parenting? Yeah. I mean... From listening to the podcast and some of the readings, I, I had a sense that for her, it's like, you become a better parent by healing yourself and by analyzing so you, you yourself. Kind of knew that. So was, I knew that. So yeah. I, knew, I knew it wasn't gonna be like, you know, when Timmy's having a tantrum, do this and this and this. <laughs> yes. Um. I I I knew it wasn't gonna be that. Yeah. I, I mm. felt like, and she's very honest and raw and kind of calls people out. Yeah. She's very blunt. She's very blunt. Like when she said yeah, she said blunt. something Super on the blunt, School yeah. of Greatness podcast, and she said, you know, people have kids for selfish reasons. She's like, and think about the ways that you 
had chi- had a child with this expectation that like you were gonna do it well and it was gonna be great and I was like oh my god that was totally me like yeah. like even as I said I didn't I wasn't gonna project expectations onto my son like I realized um, that I inherently was and probably still am like holding mm-hmm. some kind of expectations mm-hmm. um, onto James and so that was very eye opening to me so when I heard that mm-hmm. podcast episode I was like we really need to go to this conference <laughs> I just I thought it was a parenting conference because that's what Betsy told me I know that's how she promotes it she's like it's a parenting know. conference and I was like parenting conference and I was like okay that's cool like, if, says, if it was up to her she wouldn't call it that she wouldn't call it she couldn't call it because if she says come to this conference and like deal with all your baggage like <laughs> yeah. nobody would want to go to that gonna, yeah nobody yeah. Not gonna that's show up no, nobody but, but I'll say this when she said that it was a parenting conference because she was you know our schedule is crazy even right now like there's always so much to do. Mm-hmm. When you're running your own business, there's always something to do. Like mm-hmm. Anyone who's thinking about running your business and you're thinking about leaving your job, don't expect to have more time. Expect to have less time. But it's very it's very fulfilling. And, you know, I, I recommend doing that. So when she, she's like, hey, there's a conference coming up, I'll be honest with you. If she said, if you would have said like, oh, it's, it's an, you know, it's working on yourself, I would have been like, I just went to Tony Robbins. Like, <laughs> I, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I don't have three days to throw away. Like, I don't. But when she said it was a parenting conference, I was like, okay. That's it actually got it actually got me more interested, and I was something like, something different, yeah. So yeah. Not only something different, but it was also like I. That's I always think as a parent, you always have room for improvement. You always have room yeah. for everything, but especially as a parent. So I felt like if I said no, I would. I was just like, you're a dick, man. Like, come on, like, why don't you want to be a better parent? This is for your kids, also. Your fiance. This is important to her as well. Mm-hmm. You know. You know. Go be a part of that. Like, of course. Like, and like to be honest with you, if if, if I would have. If it would explain to me like it was something like, oh, it's like an interesting, I would have been like, I don't know. I'm not sure. But the fact that it was for a parenting thing is what got me more interested in like, got me to go to it. Yeah. And I, and I think um, we, you know, we, we heard um, that our son met the criteria for autism a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And so I think this was to me like the perfect time to kind of really dedicate three days to think about our parenting and think about how we parent and kind of also process our own feelings around mm-hmm. everything that's been that's been going on with that yeah so our son is now receiving in-home therapy 15 hours a week so we've had to like completely adapt our Shift. schedules it's yeah. to crazy be at home with him for those three hours and kind of mm-hmm. divide that up amongst ourselves so yeah. i feel like it's been a lot of go 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 mm-hmm. so to me it was like kind of like part let's go learn what she has to say and also Let's have this retreat where yes. we can actually think mm-hmm. about our parenting and think about, okay, how are we doing? Like, how are we doing as individuals? How are we doing as a couple? Um, and then how are we obviously doing with James and Mia? Mm-hmm. For sure. Was there, um, or what did you guys think about? I mean, there were really not a lot of guys there. No, so, I mean, but men. if you ask us, there was more men than last time. Oh, yeah. Last, last time I said, I think I was one, one of the only ones. Yeah, you guys are yeah. evolving. I know. <laughs> you guys are evolvers. Um, but yeah, there wasn't really a lot of men there. And I think a lot of the questions last time for her were, what do you do when your husband doesn't want to go on this same path with you? But, I mean, I just, I just think it's so telling, though, that women... Um, are really the ones that take on this role of I want to be a better parent and I don't know I don't what do you have thoughts about that Betsy about um why is it so many women there versus men I, I think this is something I've thought about when I found out we were having a son because I'm this like feminist I work for Planned Parenthood like I've marched for women's rights and I was like <laughs> I'm having you a should son have seen me as, what I'm sorry you should have seen Betsy's face I wasn't disappointed when uh they told us the sex she was just staring at the screen like her mouth was open she's like I'm like babe <laughs> 
I'm having a boy. She's like, mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, yeah. Because that was my thought. I was like, oh, I was going to have a girl. Like, I was like, oh, I was going to like, I don't know. I, like, so I, I think part of the reason why women seek this out is because women, we are, from a young age, we are allowed to express emotion, to do that work of like even talking to our girlfriends and having that mm-hmm. practice of talking about our feelings. Whereas I think men are not necessarily given that permission and given those tools to even tap into their feelings, right? It's like, yeah. oh, I'm having a bad day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the gym and I'm going to drink. I'm going to grab some go. beers and I'm going to watch the game. Like, like it, it, I don't think they are really socialized in that way. And that is mm-hmm. my belief. My belief is that a lot of the issues with toxic masculinity that we see, it, it is socialization. And mm-hmm. Dr. Shafali did allude to biological reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tend to err more on the side of like, we, there's a, yes, of course, there's biological differences, but I think the socialization, um, I think sometimes men can feel like it's emasculating to mm-hmm. talk about these feelings and to mm-hmm. have these conversations. And I think we need to change that. And right. Um, so it's like not telling little boys like don't cry and or you know I think um, or get over it yeah and she talks yeah. about deconstructing and I think deconstructing masculinity and how we raise boys is something that I th- I think about often yeah you're like oh mm-hmm. this is my charge yeah by having a little yeah. boy so that's what now I thought like, about oh, it that's this is I... my charge yeah. I mean I think that part of it too is that it's usually the woman's role mm-hmm to parent, mm-hmm. to primarily parent. It's the woman to discipline, you know, or, you know. Uh, I think growing up, I mean, for, for in, in your home, not so much in mine, because my mom was very strong and she was really the one doing a lot of the disciplining, but I feel like in traditional ways or maybe in your house, it was like you tell dad when it's like, like you really want to scare them. I feel mm-hmm. like your mom was more like, you know, mm-hmm. she went with it and, yeah, and did stuff. It. Yeah. But then it was like, you know, call dad just when it was time to. Cuando llegue mm-hmm. tu papá, yes, there you yeah. go, there yeah. you no, go. That Thank was, you. That was my mom. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, wait for your dad to come. Yeah, we'll but <laughs> but I do, you know, mom bloggers versus dad, you know, dad bloggers or whatever. You know, a lot of the parenting things are driven by females. Yeah. Do you guys feel like it's because when women become moms, there is more of the sense of like you kind of it's attach you attach your identity to that? Yes, it is my role. Uh, yeah, like personally for me, it's just like I grew up with a mindset that I'm supposed to be that provider. Yeah, yeah, I need do, to provide. Do, do. Yeah, do do do. I need okay. to provide, and uh, and and obviously for for the wife, for the partner, it's just like oh, you take care of this. You well, need parent and well, cook. Well, I take care of this. Roles. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I told Betsy, I was like, I'd like to think maybe it was a babysitter issue and like maybe the men couldn't come and they had to stay home with the kids. Oh, maybe, look at yeah. you. I'm just kidding. Somebody no, had to that, stay with the kids. That might have been for like a quarter be. of them, but for the most part, I think <laughs> it was just... A lot of women look like they could afford childcare. Yeah, uh, you know? yeah, for sure. I, I think it was just like, there's like a, there's a lot of misogyny that still exists and there's a lot of like machismo that's very toxic and, you know, for a man to like tell his friends that he went to something like this, I think there's a lot of shit men would get from that. Mm-hmm. Even now, like, I, I think if I told someone that, they, there's people that I know that would give me that. I mean, I would know how to defend it, mm-hmm. but I just, I think it's that too. And I just think that, um, I think, first off, I think women, you guys are just elevated. You guys are just better than us in so well, many different she, types she of ways. she said it. She said, she, look at this room. Women are going to lead the, the spiritual, yeah. you know. Women have changed. Evolving. I mean, behind anything that's ever happened, any kind of movement, I'll even think of, like, Cesar Chavez. Mm-hmm. Who's the person really running shit? It's Dolores Huerta. Dolores Huerta. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You think yeah. of, you think about it's, and I think that's consistent across history. You know, and 
Um, what do they say? Behind every great man is a great woman. They should say great men only exist because of great women. You know, mm-hmm. and I think you know men will get there. It's just they haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. And it's a lot of things that happen in society. It's a lot of like things that we're told. You know, think about sports. Think about like you got to be tough. You know, think about high school. Even to this day, the people who are popular are the ones who are like in football and mm-hmm. you know the ones that do yeah, all these sports. Yeah. And if you're not, then you're weak and then you're a dork. And if you're into this kind of music, then oh, that's you know, I don't subscribe to this, but like, oh, that's gay. Like, even the fact that people still say that, like, you mm-hmm. know, and like about sexuality and like, you know, own, you know, talking about your feelings is like, oh, that's like you're being a, you know, I don't say the word, but like you're being a little bee, like, you know, and mm-hmm. things like that, I think is the reason why it's, it's hard for men to go to these types of things because yeah. they've been conditioned to feel like that mm-hmm. and they've been conditioned to not go to these types of things and to focus on other stuff. And I think it, it, all, it all has to do with that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I thought it was funny when she was like, oh, the, you know, men are this, but not the men in this room. And I was <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, are you saying that because we're here or do you really feel that but way? I think there's something to say that, I, you know, I've, I've been reading a lot of uh, Gary Zukov who mm-hmm. talks about um, a lot of these like, you know, spiritual topics and a lot about like how he believes that humans are evolving into a new consciousness. Right. Um, that is that goes beyond like what we see and is a lot about that in this internal work that we're talking about. And he mm-hmm. does talk about that. There is like is it's a lot of women but that it's a lot of men. So I think you two here are an example of like how men are a little bit more, you know, some men are further mm-hmm. along that journey. The same way yeah. I know some women mm-hmm. who like would not ever go to something like this. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, did you guys have like key ideas or moments that impact you the most or key? Yeah. Um, like aha moments. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The one of, I, I had a couple, but the one that really stuck out to me is when... You were right. Let me just say, you were writing nothing down, and yet you were memorizing all the quotes. Yeah, for sure, because that's how, that's how I am. Like, I, <laughs> I was like, what? I, I, have a, I have, like, a really good memory, and I'm, very, I'm a very emotional person. Like, with mm-hmm. anything, with my artwork, with my work, everything has, there has to be an emotion behind it, and I, I tie it to that. So, I was listening, and I was present. I was actually even drawing, too. Mm-hmm. But I was taking everything in because... Because I'm very high energy, I need to find a way to balance myself. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very, like, hard for me. Not, not, it's not very hard. Once I get it, like, I could, t- I could tune in, you know? And if there's an emotion behind it, I can. So I was very, very much in that. Mm-hmm. And I think even, like, when I wasn't listening and I wasn't, like, writing things down and I was, like, drawing, it was a way for me to, like, be present in that moment. But um, something that really stuck out to me, like, one of the, like, the aha moments is when she was, like, if you're past 26 and you're still holding on to the pain <laughs> your parents caused you... Yeah. That's on you. Yeah. Like, you need to let that go. You're letting that still exist. You're the one that's holding on to that. They're not holding on to that anymore. They moved on. They mm-hmm. moved on. They don't even know. Maybe they don't even know that you're holding on to that pain. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you had this yeah. conversation yeah. with them, that's one of the maybe they'd ideas. apologize about that. But you don't even think about that. You need to get over it. Yeah, like you, need to grow, you need to grow up already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, you're right. I was like, damn, you're right. And I was just kind of just like, mm-hmm. man, for sure, like forget that like that's that's bs and i totally was just like in that moment i just felt like this weight i was like it just left ah. and i actually even talked to my mom about it the uh the saturday mm-hmm. um the, the day before the last day that we were there which was sunday mm-hmm. i talked to her at night after the fight after the uh, canelo mm-hmm. and uh triple g fight and uh mm-hmm. i was telling her she was like i, I called her up and it was just, it's funny because i never called up on saturday like that late <laughs> She's like, oh, what's going on? I was like, hey, how's school going? Because my mom, she's actually getting her doctorate. Um, she's in. She went back to school to get that. And I was like, how's it going? And like, hey, I'm really proud that you're doing that. 
And I told her, I was like, hey, I w I'm at this conference, this parenting conference, and this is what's going on. And I told her, I was like, you know, and I just, I want to tell you that you did cause me a lot of pain when I was growing up, but that, you know what, you guys have me really young. There's not a book on this. There's not a book on, like, 101 on parenting because mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure if there was, my mom probably would have, like, read that book and maybe, mm -hmm. you know, done that, something like that. But I told her, I was like, and I, I was holding on to a lot of the pain for a long time. And I'm like, and I, I just want to let you know, like, I'm not holding on to that anymore. And mm -hmm. that I forgive you for that mm -hmm. because it wasn't your fault. And I understand that. And I uh, I was able to, like, get this freedom. Yeah. And then also, too, to realize that, like, hey, you're holding... To me, holding on to that pain is all based on one thing. That's another something else I realized. Ego. It's your mm. ego. How dare you hurt me? How dare you make me feel like that? That was a huge thing. I'm holding on to this because that's what it means when you do this to me, you know? Yes. And I thought about that and I was like, hey. Like you were still trying to punish her. Exactly. Mm -hmm. exactly. You were still trying to punish yeah. her. Exactly. Exactly. And I realized that... I'm the person that's causing this, like, divide. I'm the one that's holding on to this. I'm the one deciding that. And you're the one you're punishing. And I'm mm -hmm. the one that, that's, that's being punished. Mm -hmm. And I, it was just like, whoa, man, like, what's wrong with now? What's wrong with you? And it, it, it made me appreciate my mom even more. It's just like, yo, dude, you're 34 years old right now, and your daughter's 12, and your son is 4. When your mom, when my mom was 34, I was 19. Maybe, I don't know. Did you have Mia already? No, no, no. When she was 34, I Mia. I don't know, but she was like, you know, like, I couldn't imagine that. I, mean, I couldn't imagine that with, uh, like a teenager, like a, in his late teens at this age, like, oh my God, I wouldn't know what to do. Like, Well, she she says, she's like, your parents raised you at their conscious, you yeah. know, the level of their consciousness. Yeah. Yep. And so you have to let it go. They yeah. did the best, the best they, they, they could, could to the level of their consciousness. Yeah, and honestly, and that's it. Yeah, and, they, and move on and let it go. And they did a great job. The fact yes. that I'm 34 years old and I'm at one of these conferences, Hello. my parents are de directly responsible for that. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in that room with my fiance, one of the few men, mm -hmm. right, yeah. including yourself, Paulo, yeah. for a reason, and it has to do with both of my parents. That my yeah. mom was a strong woman, and that my dad just was like. Gender rules don't exist. Mm -hmm. Because I think maybe if it didn't, I wouldn't even be with someone like, like Betsy, you know? Mm -hmm. Or I wouldn't be in that room getting this information to then pass on to my children. Yes. Yeah. So I definitely was like, damn. Like, it made me feel dumb. I was like, damn, dude, you, you kind, of, kind of an asshole, dude. Yeah. You should have let that go a little bit. <laughs> well, you, you know what? Should have given a little bit of a break? I don't, I don't think I've told you this, but when we first started going out, I just like one of those super endearing, two very endearing things about you. First was like the way you were with your daughter and second, the way you are with your mom. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like you're such a good son. And you know how they say, you know, if someone's nice yes. to their mom, yes. they're gonna be nice to to you. To you. And mm -hmm. I and I think that's that's true because I, I have been with other men who have severe mother issues mm -hmm. and you can see how that like anger they have towards their mom yeah. comes out in their interactions with the women mm -hmm. that they're that they're dating. And I think with you, like you have always treated me with like the same like love and respect that you treat her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and patience. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm scared of you, like the same way. <laughs> That's another podcast. I've allowed myself to be intimidated by women, and that'd be okay. Doctor yes. Shafali. Um, did do you Betsy have a like a key moment of impact for you? I think for me, it was when she said that growth is subtractive. 
Oh, that was a great quote. Um, mm-hmm. Because as I've alluded to, like, I'm always trying to, like, absorb more information. And Me I think <laughs> I think that what when she said, you know, you have the answers within, and I was like, okay, I think at this point I've read so much and absorbed so much that I need to start going a little bit more within. Oh, my God, high five. Because uh, exactly. And, exactly. And, and I have severe challenges with being present because mm-hmm. I'm always either thinking about things I did wrong before or I'm thinking about things I'm afraid I'm gonna that are gonna go wrong in the mm-hmm. future, and so I think this idea of working very hard. Um, one of the things she had us do is that every hour we would do a meditation. It was mm-hmm. like a few minutes, yes. right? Yes. To kind of ground us, and I was like, I need to start incorporating that practice into my daily life. And I've been much more aware this, this these past few days since we attended the conference of how often my mind is going to these places of, oh, you did that wrong. Mm. oh you shouldn't have done that maybe mm-hmm. they're mad at you mm-hmm. maybe you shouldn't have said that mm-hmm. and like how often my mind is going to that yeah. and how often if i'm getting if I, when i'm experiencing those thoughts like how my body is also tensing up and reacting yeah. and i'm like that must be that must take a toll on my body that i'm not even fully aware of yeah you don't even know so I think that was like my really big like okay this is something that I need to change and I need to work on so and I think also this idea of like if I'm going to meditate which is something I have been trying to do these past few months mm-hmm. it needs to be because I have my essential oils and I'm like perfect and I right? have like 30 yes, minutes yes I love that she said that and it's quiet and no one's going to bother me so now I've actually been doing it when I'm driving Mm-hmm. I did something, I, I normally will always listen to a podcast or an audible, and I've actually been trying this a few times in the car when I'm driving James to school, and I just have nothing on. Mm-hmm. And I kind of see, like, where is my mind going? And sometimes it's going to these really, like, not good places, and I'm like, what is going on with me? Yeah. Um, and so that, like, that awareness, I think, is something that I already knew. Yeah. But having those three days to really focus on that and think about that and think about how that's impacting my relationship with James, my relationship with my family, my relationship with Josh. Yeah. And I think the other big thing for me is um you know, you can't expect your partner to like or your <gasps> Let's kids talk about that guy. to fulfill those needs mm-hmm. that like that that wounded child within. Mm-hmm. Like you can't expect your partner or your kids or or your job or your career to fill that for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I would say that number one, the whole the idea for me, the idea of going within was, you know, even the next day because I did that med- the next day the meditation and she just went more into that, you know, this idea of you have it all within, you know, and she even says she doesn't read books. I was like, what? She's like, if you come up to me and you say, hey, have you read this? She's like, no. 99% of the time, I'm going to tell you no. She doesn't read books. Mm-hmm. Everything she is saying, she got from within, right? It's self-experience. It's self-experience. It's self-awareness. Things that just come when she's in the flow and whatever, you know? It's just <laughs> like, you know, it's like, okay. Like, I have to stop. I have to stop and I have to start looking for my authenticity and, and what needs to flow out of me, yeah. right? That's what I came out of, yeah. uh, that one thing. And then the other thing was to have her talk about marriage because she's never talked about marriage in the previous ones and I've never heard her talk about marriage. So when she was like, you can't have any expectations. Yeah, that idea of you can't expect your kids, you can't expect outward, you can't expect your partner. It's like, you no, know, you're, if you're in marriage, you know, she's like being it for growth. Yeah. Your own growth. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. It's funny, too, that we even have that, like, 
predisposition to think that you can have an expectation. We're human beings. We're yeah. complicated as f, dude. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? To even think that is ridiculous. Yeah, now you, you think know? about it, and you're like, well, yeah, what? duh, that makes sense. There's so many yeah. pieces that have to like be perfect mm-hmm. for you, for your expectations to be met, and that's why they never are because it's unrealistic. And that's why we suffer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's we why set we these. Suffer. We set these expectations and these standards for ourselves that. And our relationship. Them are impossible because... And our parenting. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you don't know what child, you know, you're going to have. You don't know your partner. Like, oh, yeah, you know, you could choose your partner, but we're complicated people. And you it know? changes, and, right? And it yeah. changes. People evolve, evolve and we you change. Evolve. I don't want to... I know, like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm in a good place now, but in five years, I don't want to be the same person I am today. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be. And, like, if I even if I tried really hard to, I'm not. And I, I, think, I think setting expectations that we have going into situations... It's just, it's, it's really ridiculous. And like, I, we all do it though. I mean, yeah, everyone still. is, you know, mm-hmm. that's why people, like you said, people still suffer. And I think the only thing you can expect is that you should expect is that if you do go inside that you're going to have discovery and that you're going to have peace, you're going to have mm-hmm. balance, but it's going to be because you went inside, not because you got it from somewhere on the outside, you know? Yeah. I yeah. think, I think searching for this knowledge to like heal ourselves is in a way, another way to put an expectation on something, yeah. right? Yes. Like, I'm going to go to this conference and I'm gonna, it's going to like, it's going to be it and I'm going to solve all my healed. problems. Yeah, they're going to give me all the secrets. They're going to the the, yeah. give me all the secrets. You know, like mm-hmm. we don't disrespect authorities. Like yeah. the doctor sabe, the doctor yeah. knows, you know, yeah. the teacher, the teacher, right. the teacher knows. And we have so, this very subservient, like, oh yes, of course. And like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. So I think to, to continuously go back and, and ask questions, I think that has been like tremendous growth for us and it's an example of how I think as, I say as moms, but I'm sure as dads too, like we kind of know already. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're the experts. Yeah. It's just, we're them. not used to, we're, I think because we're not used to tapping into that mm-hmm. or like, it sounds crazy. Right? Well, my intuition is telling me that something's mm-hmm. off with my son. They're gonna be like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we have this like survey here. So <laughs> whatever they call those sheets that they do. And again, not to disregard. Mm-hmm. Um, like medical professionals or professionals, but if you if, if you think there's something going on, then there's something going on. Like yeah, you know, if it's something that you have not proof of, but if it's based off of something that I mean, not just a feeling, but like you're you're basing off of your interactions with him, you know, and you know that better than anybody else knows that you're with your child more than anybody else. Yes, mm-hmm. they're gonna see him for twenty minutes yeah. and give you an assessment. Yeah, right? exactly. Or yeah, you know, exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you, Paula, have, like, aha moments? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Because for me, uh, actually, the, this time around, it was just like, why? Why do I feel the need to, that I need to become someone? That I need to have a lot of money? That mm-hmm. I need to ha- possess a lot of, like, material wealth mm-hmm. and, in order to be someone? Right. So for me, it was like, wow, this, was, this time around was, like, way more evident. It's just like, Why? Why? Just question everything. Just question everything. Yes. Yeah, that I think was a that's big what yeah. It out. was just question, question everything. everything. It's just like, why? Deconstruct. Yes. Why, why do I feel word. the need that I need to have the latest phone, the, 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 the biggest TV screen, and the <laughs> best car? It's a pretty big TV screen, dude. And <laughs> <laughs> no judgment, but yes, deconstruct. Yes. So why? Because for me, yeah, obviously, yeah, I always wanted that. Uh, to have things in order to mm-hmm. satisfy something, that void, you know, mm-hmm. that is never going to get yeah. full. Yeah. Never. And then, you know, and then we do that to our kids. 
And then, and, and, then yeah. we do that to our kids. and then we do that. They to become our kids. another accessory. Because to tell the truth, that yeah, I became a parent because I'm like, oh yeah, I I I didn't get I I didn't get that ch- this ch- uh, the chance that I wanted. But my, my, my son, my yeah. kid is gonna have it, and now I'm gonna shape him in order for him to actually achieve that. <laughs> and how yeah. do you know he wants those things? Right? right? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I was thinking about that. There was a speaker there, and she wrote the book about overparenting. You know, oh, she was yeah. a she was a admissions. Um, director at Stanford and she yeah. talked about how by overparenting and she gives like the three types of overparenting mm-hmm. um, where it's like either you're being too controlling or mm-hmm. like you know she gives it the three ways I wrote them down but so I, we'll it, find them and I think and I think um, I think that was very eye-opening to me too when she talks about like it was over direction over protection and the concierge holding hands yeah yeah over and, and I even thought about how, how even in my relationship with Josh sometimes I can be like a little bit of a like a not overprotective but like a little bit of a like I give over directions or I'm like mm-hmm. hmm, you know like mm-hmm. and I'm like I need to let that control go and, it, and to your point mm-hmm. it's like this like need to control things is coming because everything has to be perfect mm-hmm. and I'm like why does everything have to be perfect why? yeah you yeah. just start going why why, why? 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 why does everything have to be and, perfect yeah and for me realizing that it was like freedom mm-hmm. instant freedom you know mm-hmm. I feel so good <laughs> I was I like yeah so now every every time I have like a, one of those thoughts, it's just like, why am I thinking that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where's it coming from? Yeah. It's starting to disconstruct all, all these like layers, mm-hmm. and eventually I find out. Well, I get, I've gotten to the point like yeah, it because of the way I was parented. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I I know we've been talking for a really long time and we have to kind of uh, wind it down, but. Um, was there a specific moment because we've been now outside of evolve for one week Mm -hmm. has there been a moment where you were like okay i was different i mean i know you talked about how in the car now you're you know just trying to meditate more but specifically with your child was there a moment where something i don't know something that happened you were like okay i was conscious i can say that i was in that moment i was i parented consciously it happened today i mean it's happened it's been happening all week like me and james have the same energy and we're both very, very sensitive, and we're both sensitive to each other. Mm-hmm. So when James gets like, like, a, like he gets balled up, I get balled up, mm-hmm. and it, 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 I get frustrated, and he'll start like you know jumping around, making a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. And what I, wh- wh- where I went was I, was, you know, doc, um, today, uh-huh. no, th- not today, but in the first instance, like after, is when I when I got home and I saw him like that. I appreciated that about him. Mm-hmm. Doctor Safali talked about that, and yeah. it, it might have not been her, but it might have been one of the people she had come up. And they talked about, hey, I, my son, it, it was actually one of the men who talked about it. One of the few men that was there at the conference that we talked about earlier. <laughs> and he was saying that he appreciates that his son is high energy and he jumps around because that's who he is. And I appreciated that about him. I didn't look at it as a negative anymore. I was like, oh, man, this guy is just like full of energy. You know, he's, he's very like, he has a very strong personality. That's a good thing to have, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I, should, I should foster that in him. I shouldn't mm-hmm. try to like let him like feel this negative energy for me that that's a bad thing you know right. because maybe that's gonna like affect him over the longest time for the, he's, like, he's not being true to himself right. the same way it affected me when I felt like I wasn't being true to myself and I, I know what the outcome of that is do I want that for my son? no mm-hmm. I don't right. uh, and then even today um, he, we were at In-N-Out and he was kind of like getting like antsy and he spilled water and usually when anything like that would happen before and not recently but before I would just keep like James be careful you know yeah. And like in that moment, I, I I did the thing where she said to count. I think she said count, count back to four. Count to four. Back back from four, mm-hmm. three, two, one. Mind and, the gap. Mind the gap. Exactly. <laughs> and I was I was like, hey man, 
it's okay. Like, not even okay. Like, hey, let's clean this up. Do you want napkins? All right, cool. And I was, mm-hmm. I had no negative feelings. I had nothing at all because I appreciated that my son, first off, he's three years old. You know, he made a mistake. That's okay. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything that hurt anybody, hurt himself. He didn't put anybody in danger or himself. Mm-hmm. And he's just being a kid. And I appreciated that about him. And I appreciated mm-hmm. that in that moment, he, he understands that it's okay to make mistakes. And that I didn't make him feel bad for that. Yeah. And I just felt like this, this peace. Mm-hmm. And it, it and like it's funny too because it wasn't peace. It was just like you just weren't feeling negative about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely definitely those kind of things. You know, definitely nice. me. Um, I mean, but Pausing. it's mm-hmm. everything's a struggle. Every you know, I mean, like I still have my moments of weakness, but it's yeah. it's definitely like, like she said, it takes practice. And you can catch yourself now. You can catch yourself yes. now, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. now you catch yourself yeah. and you can make, you can uh, repair it. Yeah, and also too, and then to have grace with myself mm-hmm. when I do have those moments. Yeah. Like, it, it, what, she say, what does she say? It, it, it is as it is. It is what it is. And then yeah, move it on. Is what it is. You know, let like it go. Let it, let go. it go. It's now in the past. Don't let it exist anymore. You, you make it exist still by concentrating on it. Yes. Yeah. And our kids have let it go too. Yes, exactly. That's the thing. We are still in it. They've already let it go. Yeah. yeah. They're teaching us. Hey, yeah. I already let that go. Yeah. You're still stuck. You're making it real still for me. Yeah. yeah. And you're not even putting them in, like, considering their feelings. Yes. You're making it about yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, it, it's de- it's definitely changed me. And I, I've definitely, I'm very, very, very thankful that I that I went, you know, and I'm very, very thankful that I got to hear all that information and to hear the other parents speak how it affected them. Like, it's definitely, I see that effect happening on do my parenting. I, do you have a moment? Um, I came home the Saturday, this was a three-day conference, and I came home the Saturday night, and Josh left to watch the fight, and I, I, I enjoyed putting our son to sleep in a way that I hadn't done mm-hmm. in a very long time, mm-hmm. which sounds kind of messed up, but I think, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, think um, I don't put them to bed, usually Bottom does so. <laughs> and, and so, and I think by me kind of being more mentally present with him, because mm-hmm. normally if I'm... I'm always thinking, like, if I'm here, I'm thinking about what I have to do when I get home in an hour. And I think I came back that day um, after the meditation and just absorbing all the information. And I was able to really enjoy those moments with him and then really have this, like, scary thought, right? Which I'm sure we all have from time Mm -hmm. to time, which is, like, they're only going to be this little, Mm -hmm. you know, for that long. Like, however old they are today, like, they're going to be older tomorrow. Yes. And he he needs me right now in a way that it's not always going to be like that. Yeah. And so maybe it requires me giving more of myself mm-hmm. than I want to sometimes. Mm-hmm. But this is temporary. Mm-hmm. Blink of an eye. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and like, like he's four tomorrow and I just, I can't even believe it. And I see mm-hmm. him sometimes mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, you have your little personality and you, and so I can only imagine as they get older, you know, and you guys have all, all the three mm-hmm. of you have experienced that. Like <laughs> I can only imagine. So I was, it, I mean, it was, I have that moment. And so I've been trying to tap more into that moment and even with Josh I've been much more aware of how often I react instead of responding because I don't do that for a second delay you know yeah. and even this week I've done it and I'm like oh shoot like you didn't learn anything did you <laughs> but no <laughs> I say like okay I need to respond not react yeah. from that mm-hmm. whatever whatever hurt place is being tapped into that doesn't have to be the place where I react from all the time mm-hmm. Well, I really want to thank you guys for coming out and talking to us and reflecting and going back to our conference. Um, I will end with actually the very first thing that I wrote down, which was to be a conscious parent, you have to evolve. 
and I just I just want to honor the space of all of us that we're we're in that we're in that work of evolving and mm-hmm. doing it and hopefully um, sharing this information for other people that also want to evolve and yeah, and sure. want to do that for themselves and are looking for this information we totally recommend Shafali, I think we would all recommend Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I would definitely go again Absolutely. next year. Immerse yourself. I, I mean, just like really short. No fluff. It's no. all straightforward. There's no BS. Mm-mm. I love that. I was just like, that's the thing that got, was very endearing to me. And yes. make the investment. I know yes. sometimes these conferences are going to be like, oh, it's how much? Just but think about how much it's going to affect the rest of your life. Yeah. Is your happiness, the happiness of your children worth only $500? <laughs> no it's not like right like you know is it is it worth less than that i mean you know or however you would say that but to me it's like it was worth every penny, worth it. Every, penny. It worth it. Yes. every penny like i yes. I, don't, I don't know if i pay a thousand dollars to go ahead but like <laughs> it's worth more to me than that it's worth yes. more to me than the five hundred dollars like i feel like i i may be saving my child a few years of therapy <laughs> right oh, yeah. i think that that you're hitting on something there something that i would also say is that shafali is going to hurt your feelings but she has a purpose for that Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's yes. going to make you question yeah. Yeah. yourself. Everything you've been and if she does hurt your feelings, you should ask why she's hurting your feelings. Is, she, yeah. is there a truth behind that? Because exactly. It's, it's, why are you resisting? Yeah. Question the resistance. But thank you guys. We'll see you no, next thank time. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you for you, having uh, us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Hey guys, that was a wrap on the second half of the conversation with Josh and Betsy. That was a super amazing conversation. We loved it so much. We didn't want to delete any of it we didn't want to lose any of it yeah like it went like over two hours and 20 minutes i know that was our edited down version and we only recorded half our conversation i think that day with them they were here in our home and we just were talking for hours we didn't even record um all of our conversation with them we like i don't know we're just we were just talking we're talking and chit-chatting and we just we didn't want them to leave yeah it was like, so comfortable. <laughs> I was comfortable just listening to them. Yeah, listening and talking and everything. So um, we could gush about Betsy and Josh forever. No, yeah, they were very genuine. And that's why we like we were just talking. Mm-hmm. And the conversation turned into 60 minutes, two hours. <laughs> and then we were like, okay, we have to Two hours. <laughs> yeah. And that's when we stopped recording. And uh, yeah, that conversation was very intriguing. Yeah, it was rich. And speaking of intriguing, I just want to publicly say that I at first did not want Paolo to use the word intriguing. And I was like, why not? (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, well, what do you mean by intriguing? Like, I literally thought that intriguing meant like, I don't know, like intrigue, like, I don't know, something behind somebody's back. Like you're trying to find out something about someone. No, but intriguing. I don't know. It was weird. I don't know what I thought it was. It's just fascinating. Anyways, we ended up having to get on to the internet so that you could show me the definition. The and I was things like, that, oh my that, God. that I have to do. Yes. And I had to be like, I'm sorry, you were right. Yeah, that's right. Intriguing was the perfect use, um, the perfect word to describe this conversation because it was fascinating and we were so curious about that. Curious, genuine. Yes. Yeah. They were just unique. Anyways, thank you, Betsy and Josh. I guess no, that's, thank, at the end yeah. of the day, that's what we want to say. Thank you, Betsy and Josh. Thank you for coming to our home. Thank you for being so honest and raw and real. And personal. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that we uh, just dropped a lot of knowledge and that that is just going to help other padres out there just to figure out their own way. Uh, yes, that's what we hope to accomplish. 
Awesome. So we said that we had a special announcement at the epi- at the end of the episode. Sorry. And here it is. The special announcement for any of you that haven't been following us on Instagram um, or haven't been following Podcasterio Fest. Uh, we just wanted to announce that we are going to be part of the lineup for Podcasterio Fest. Yes, we're going to be at Podcasterio. And uh, uh, personally, for me, I feel nervous about it, but so excited. We're super excited and also super nervous. Like, seriously, guys, we did not think that we were going to be included because, like, look at the lineup. Like, we seriously admire so many of the podcasts, and we're so excited because we're getting exposed to a whole other um, group of podcasts that we didn't know about, but... We're just, we feel out of our league, like we just started this, um, and we're not worthy. That whole idea comes up like, oh my God, we're not worthy yet. But hey, we're in, and we're excited, and we're going to do it, and we're excited to meet all of you. So for any of you that were able to get in, because actually the tickets actually already sold out, so we can't even announce it to you for you to... Go out and get tickets. You can, um, I think, still get tickets for the after party, which is going to be 21 and over. So if you can and you want to come out, please come and say hi. We're going to be there and we'll be at the after party too. You can follow us over on Instagram at, at Somos Padres. You can follow me at, at sorry, I am dot Yesenia. Uh, Paulo is at, at Paulo Menchaca. And you can follow Betsy at, at Betsy Aime. Josh is at Native DK, and they are both at Born in June Creative. You can also catch Betsy at her podcast, The Currently. And actually, Betsy will also be at the Podcasterio Fest. So if you want to come and say hi to her, she will be there too. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. We'll see you guys next time. Ciao.